0: Welcome to Lymphedema Podcast. I'm Betty Westbrook, a certified lymphedema therapist and the voice behind Lymphedema Podcast. The purpose of this podcast is to provide answers and explanations for people affected by the lymphatic disease, lymphedema. This podcast is for patients, family members, medical professionals, and anyone interested in lymphedema. Each month, I will discuss a new topic related to this disease to help you learn more and navigate better your journey ahead. Between shows, you can catch me on IGTV or Instagram TV, as well as monthly live Q&A sessions. I'm so passionate about teaching others about lymphedema that I created this podcast just for you. Thanks for joining me. I hope you're ready to learn something new today. Disclaimer. As a certified lymphedema therapist, all information provided is based on my professional experiences and education. I recommend that anyone who feels they have lymphedema or have been medically diagnosed with lymphedema seek in-person medical treatment from a certified lymphedema therapist. Hey everybody, welcome back to episode 74. We're having part two discussion with Marina about home health lymphedema therapy, but we're focusing on the patient. In this conversation, we're going to talk about when do you know, as a patient, that you're a candidate for home health, how to set it up, and what to expect in your treatment. Marina, welcome back for part two. Hey, everyone. Good to be back. Thanks. So in our last conversation, we talked all to the CLTs who have had lymphedema patients in home health who who may even be interested in going into home health. But let's talk today about the patient. Let's talk to the patient, really. How do we set them up? Well, first, let's go farther before that. How do they know they are are a candidate for home health versus another form or another setting for their lymphedema therapy?
1: Sure, so you know, home health is one of those things you have to qualify for it in the sense that are you homebound? And people are like, oh, but I go to the doctor. That doesn't make me homebound. That technically does. In Medicare, under a Medicare screening, homebound means in that you can go to the pharmacy, you can go to the grocery store, you can go to the doctor's office. But those... um And then actually, you can go to church. Um, So those are the four establishments that still allow you to be homebound um, and allow you to qualify for home health. So if you are a patient that finds it, A, difficult on getting consistent transportation to your outpatient facility, if, B, it's difficult for you mobility-wise to do a car transfer, get out of the recliner, that you
0: need physical assistance
1: you might be a candidate for home health.
0: That's good to know because I really thought it was just people who physically cannot leave their home. But you that can have actually, some mobility, you can still have some independence.
1: Absolutely. It, and it's it's more essentials.
0: Good to know. All right. Mm-hmm. So Okay, so let's just recap. You said you can go to the doctor, to the store, yep. to church. Yep. yep. Was there another one? Was there a fourth? Pharmacy. 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 All right, so yep. you have the mobility for that. Um, how do they track that? Who who looks at your travel history and says, uh, I think you go too much? Is this just the information that the patient gives the? warm or yeah, it's, the it's, information
1: it's usually the information you know it's kind of an honor system and obviously if um you know medicare uses it as an honor system too and and you know obviously going into an outpatient they're getting more of an intensive treatment um and i think that they get therapy you know 3 to 5 times a week versus home health which is two times a week so it just really depends if they can get to an outpatient we always encourage our, our patients um, to go to an outpatient where they can get more intensive care. But I always say, something's better than nothing. And so, you know, just it's an honor system.
0: Okay, good. Good to know. And when they're getting ready for that and they've kind of gone through and they've said, yeah, I qualify. These are the only three, four places that I go on a regular basis. How do they set up home health lymphedema therapy? Because like you said, you have to qualify for it. How do they qualify? Who do they call? There's not like 1-800-HOME-HEALTH to call. How do they choose? How do they get that set up?
1: Right. So if they're currently with a home health agency, they might want to ask that current home health agency, A, do they have certified lymphedema therapist? Um, but B, if they don't even have a home health agency, what they would do is they would go to their primary doctor and ask them for a home health lymphedema referral. Now... In the home health, lymphedema therapists can be PTs, OTs, PTAs, and COTAs, and so they would have to ask for a lymphedema home health referral. So they at least have to have a primary physician, but they can actually ask any physician that they see, whether that be a cardiologist, a vascular doctor, a wound care doctor, any doctor, even their podiatrist, any doctor has the ability to write a lymphedema home health order.
0: And whenever they have that lymphedema treatment set up, what portion of CDT, what can they expect? What kind of lymphedema treatment is offered for home health?
1: So the same lymphedema treatment that is offered in an outpatient, they can expect in a home health setting. Um, And it's always a case-by-case basis of what uh, the clinician thinks that they would benefit from, but they can get their same um, garment wrapping they can get um, compression wrapping they can we can order their garments we can order their pumps we can do the cdt exercises we'll do mld which is manual lymph drainage in the home um, as well as all the education that they would need for them and their family members to make this successful
0: wow so do you guys whenever you're you know going through pumps garments treatment supplies, things like that, are you billing through insurance? Do you somehow do a cash pay set up with the patient? How, how does that work for home health? So it really depends on the patient's
1: insurance. And so I always want to tell my patients, if you are a patient that does need a lot of rehab involvement, um, it's really important that... Um, As insurance prices climb, I find that when they do get cheaper that they start to cut off rehab. There are certain um, insurances that the patient may have that don't qualify them for um, lymphedema. They just either don't reimburse it um, or they don't pay for any of the supplies. So I do think that it's, and I always tell all my patients, you know, there's certain home health, excuse me, there's certain insurances that aren't great for um, lymphedema.
0: United Health.
1: (laughs) We're going to, you know, any of
0: the HMO programs normally.
1: (laughs) So, you know, we, we find that, You know, um, PPOs are always better than HMOs. Just we're going to give you a little tip here. Um, HMOs, I find them to do a lot of -of out-of-pocket costs. They don't cover supplies, so the patient has to cover those supplies, and those supplies can get pretty pricey, and we can be going through them pretty quickly, Um, as well as um, traditional Medicare always does really great. Any commercial insurance, is that's a PPO. Items that um, we find insurance companies that don't cover lymphedema, um we I'm gonna be really honest, she threw out United, um United PPO doesn't do bad in the home health perspective. Humana does not really recognize um lymphedema in the home health perspective at all, which has been kind of surprising for me. Um Melina, superior, those kind of insurances um don't cover uh lymphedema. So if you are a patient with those insurances looking for lymphedema home health it might be time for you to kind of switch um just if that's a service that you really truly want
0: good to know i mean i think that those tips are always extremely helpful because you don't know what you don't know and you think you're getting you know good insurance coverage and you may be when it comes to hospital stays or pharmacy or things like that but Because not very many people know to even be concerned about lymphedema treatment and management, they don't know to check their benefits whenever they are asking around or looking into insurance policies. So I think that's really helpful to know as well. Um, You did mention a minute ago, but can you say it again? What's the frequency of home health for lymphedema treatment? So home health lymphedema
1: treatment is normally uh, twice a week. But if you've got um, a lot of lymphuria or uh, multiple wounds, normally sometimes we can come almost three times a week.
0: Okay, and how long does it last? So is it a month? Is it three months? Is it how long? So the
1: treatment sessions in itself are usually around 45 minutes, sometimes depending on your tolerance. It can be 30 minutes to an hour, um, but you were usually in the home for about minimal eight weeks, sometimes up to 16 weeks, depending on um, the progression and depending on um, how the patient tolerates it.
0: Okay. What supplies If someone is looking to have lymphedema therapy, should they have supplies on hand before you get there? Is there a starter kit that they can buy or look into getting? Um, How can they be ready for success whenever you guys walk through that door?
1: So, you know, if they've had lymphedema before, we are noticing that some of the insurance companies don't pay for the, the wraps, again and again and again so i always say if you had lymphedema in an outpatient keep those garments forever don't throw them away don't give them away um so the biggest thing i like to do when i call my patients and set up for evaluation i always ask them do you have any supplies whether that be garments whether that be pumps whether that be the compression wraps and the short stretch bandages i tell them pull that all out keep all that stuff because a lot of times we go on to service, we go off to service, and so reusing and is usually the best bet. Super helpful. Good. As far as like a kit, um, there are kits that they can get, but first we want to see whether we can um, have their insurance cover it before we make them try to add in any outer pocket purchase, because I know that they've paid into that insurance, so they should gain benefit from it.
0: Okay, good. So I work with a national DME company that has had success with getting coverage for bandaging supplies um, through some insurance companies as well. So that's always something that's helpful. And I'll kind of throw that here is that if anyone, you know, is needing help with ordering supplies and you're not going to see a lymphedema therapist right now, or you don't have the ability to get to a fitter or a DME office or something like that, email me, one podcast podcast at gmail.com. And I can get you hooked up because I've actually helped quite a few people now um, get even just like a quote, like how much would it be? Because sometimes your insurance won't pay. There are some that just will not, it's not in the benefits package, but um, they offer a really good cash price. They offer um, their rate is less. I will say the most online stores as well as most local shops. Um, so we could definitely help you out with that. And you guys, we are even at Ultra Therapy Solutions, if you're in a bind and needing some help, I'm happy to help you guys as well. Um, but I'm glad that you encourage your patients to kind of keep their supplies because you never know what kind of gold mine you might find Um that what they've kept because some some things yeah granted you just need to toss them those bandages are overused or they're frayed um but a lot of times they've only been used just for a few visits or for a short amount of time and you can get some good use out of them while you're ordering um some new stuff to replace it with so i'm glad that you encourage them to keep their bandages and not toss them or give them away absolutely Lymphedema Podcast is supported by Bryland's Feet Foundation, JUZO, MEDI USA, and the National Lymphedema Network. Learn more about our sponsors by visiting the website, lymphedemapodcast.com, and listen to their episodes while you're there. All right. So for home health patients perspective, I think we have covered everything. What do you think? Um what do you think we've left off? Is there anything that they need to know? If they're looking for home health therapy or if they're already in it, are there there any things that they should be aware of or to know about? You know, I think the
1: sometimes I've had the patients ask me the question of home health versus outpatient. And I think this is one of those things of like, which one would I benefit more from or can I have both? Yeah, right. Can they have both?
0: That's a great question.
1: Um, unfortunately, they cannot have both home health and outpatient. It's got to be one or the other. Um, so they really have to choose whether they are a better candidate, um, for outpatient, either, either outpatient or home health, whichever they decide to go with, you know, as long as they can commit to doing the full program, um, is completely up to them. But, knowing that um, your insurance will only cover one or the other. Now, if you have home health that is non-therapy related, you can have outpatient lymphedema therapy. Um, But if you're having something like wound care coming to the house, just make sure that that is done by an actual nurse and not your therapist.
0: That's good to know. Right. And, Do you ever find – I don't know how to say this without it sounding wrong. Um, I know that I've had patients say, well, you know, someone did some lymphedema treatment on me before they had, you know, taken an online course or they had had a little experience. Do you ever find anyone in home health that has said, like, yeah, I've had treatment before, but it wasn't done by a lymphedema therapist? They didn't really check all those boxes for CDT – um have you ever experienced that where someone has said like hey i had therapy before but this you know maybe they weren't a clt that were giving lymphedema therapy how can we caution patients to know that they're being treated by a certified lymphedema therapist that's gone through um that coursework you know i think just asking questions and being knowledgeable um
1: I think I've had a time where, you know, my patient would have told me, oh, yeah, I've had lymphedema therapy before, and so I was like, okay, great, you know, it's not your first rodeo, and then I start the treatment, and they immediately recognize, oh, hey, I haven't had this. So some of it is just knowing what a CLT is, um, and some of it is, you know, we've got a lymphedema therapist, that some are more into CDT exercises versus MLD, depending on, you know, patient's capability. At one point in time, if you were tolerating a lot of CDT exercises and now there's a difficulty, more difficulty in mobility, they may be more heavy set on um, doing more MLD versus more CDT. And that's just the preference of your clinician. And so just making sure that, A, um, and a lot of times we've had nurses that come in and say, Oh yeah, yeah, I know how to compression wrap. And they just do basically athletic wrapping and it's completely and totally different. So, yeah. um, you know, there's lots of resources in the sense of like on YouTube that they can go in and see and make sure that the MLD is done correctly. Um, as well as the wrapping, it is just not an athletic wrapping going from the base of your toes all the way up to your knee. Um, there is some intricate um, wrapping style. So just watching and, and looking for your therapist. And always you can reach out to um, Facebook support groups and ask and educate yourself.
0: I think that's really important to know is that you just have, and I'm not even going to say that they are like, faking it because that's not at all it. They're, they're literally, they're trying to do the best they can. They just don't know the concepts of like gradient compression and things like that. And that makes a huge difference in the patient's outcomes and their experience. Um, and, and we always want them to have the best outcomes and the best experience of course. So yeah, I think that's really good to know. Um, you know, I think think a lot of the
1: therapists had asking the question. I think a lot of therapists, I will even say me, to be honest, um, you know, four or five years before I became a CLT, I was already doing lymphedema treatment by a therapist that I had known in the clinic, and that um, was training me and, and giving me input and teaching me. That. And when I went to the course, it wa- it brought out a lot of dynamics that I was not aware of. And so I can't, you know, I was that therapist. I am that example. And I think initially that. You know, it, it it is a difference. And so you, you just want to make sure that you're knowledgeable and getting the results that you deserve.
0: Good to know. All right, Marina, anything else you want to leave them with? Any um, suggestions or tips to help you have a successful patient experience when having home health lymphedema treatment?
1: Um, so I think there's a few things that I would like to talk about. Um, you know, with wraps coming undone, um, you know, making sure that you have the contact of your therapist, letting them know it's really important. If your wraps come off, that that's a good thing. That means that your leg is responding. Um as far as getting into lymphedema communities, there's a lot of people out there just like you. Um, that need the support and asking the questions and being able to know, is this okay, what you're experiencing, um, educating the doctor about your lymphedema, um, because a lot of times they don't know what they're seeing too, Um, as well as if you do have home health and you get discharged, knowing when to go back. You know, let's say you've got um, home health treatment, and they discharge, you got a garment, you got your pump, and then you're discharged. But, you know, knowing when your garment starts to fit really tightly or it's cutting into you or you get a wound, to know that it's time to call that lymphedema therapist back and have them come back on caseload, and that's okay. That's just something that's either going happening internally, sometimes that can be a dietary thing, um, and that sometimes we just have to come back, and that's
0: not uncommon as well. And we did talk about the home health and outpatient at the same time. Did we cover that? I know we had wanted to. We we did cover that. And we said that they cannot have
1: outpatient and home health at the same time, even if they're just having, like, if they're having nursing, they can have it, but they can't have, like, an outpatient um, lymphedema and then OT home health or right, both right. lymphedema outpatient and lymphedema home health. But I feel like we would probably catch on to that really quickly because it wouldn't be our app. So we'd be like, Oh, okay.
0: (laughs) Where did that come from?
1: (laughs) Hey everyone. My name is Marina with Ultra Therapy Solutions. We are a therapy staffing agency based out of Dallas. We are the largest lymphedema home health staffing agency in all of Texas. Our agency is known for our specialty like lymphedema, vestibular therapists, big and loud, as well as the greatest PPs, PTAs, OTs, CODAs, as well as MFW and Rn. Our service area includes Denison Sherman, down to Waco, east through Longview, and as west as Abilene and everything in between. If you're a lymphedema therapist or a therapist interested in getting lymphedema certified, please feel free to contact me at our agency at marina at ultratherapyolutions.com. We offer PRN, part-time and full-time caseloads, as well as benefits for all of our full-time employees. And currently, we've got an immediate caseload availability. If you are a patient within these areas looking for lymphedema home health, please feel free to contact us at 214-699-1296. We can always assist you in finding lymphedema therapists in your area. Also, if you're looking to connect and get all to the up-to-date news of
0: what's happening with Ultra Therapy Solutions, please make sure to follow us on Facebook. All right, Marina, I think that's extremely helpful. I know that there will be so many people to get some good information out of this, and hopefully they'll be able to, you know, if they're in the Texas region and they are looking for home health lymphedema therapy, they can reach out to Ultra Therapy Solutions um, and they can contact you. So hopefully they're going to get some good lymphedema treatment and learn some more so that they can help to advocate for themselves and just know what to expect because it's kind of scary anyways not that lymphedema has to be scary but when you're going in for therapy and you don't really know what to expect um, it's always good to kind of have a little refresher so hopefully they'll get a hold of this and be able to listen to your good suggestions and recommendations on being prepared
1: yeah absolutely
0: all right well i'm going to close out Thank you again for being on here um, for these last two episodes to talk about home health from a CLT's perspective and home health sure. from the patient perspective. And if they
1: ever have any questions, you guys would feel free to reach out and contact me and ask and
0: see if I can help. Mother Teresa says, loneliness and the feeling of being unwanted is the most terrible poverty. This podcast is here for you to find friendship and a community for your journey with lymphedema. I hope you enjoyed learning more about ultratherapy solutions, home health lymphedema therapy from the patient's perspective. Email me with your story if you would like to share podcast at gmail.com or visit the website lymphedemapodcast.com to submit a topic for another episode.